Brother Chris, you come preach, take your time, um, and we just appreciate you so much, brother. Glad you're here, and uh, y'all back the man up, the man of God up with prayer, and uh, a few amens won't hurt anything either. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. COVID, and COVID, and tell you this, one thing I figured out about this whole thing. Something's happened because my, my, my hearing has gotten a whole lot worse ever since this. I can't understand anybody for nothing. Can I just get a witness right there? You know what I'm talking about? I can't. Uh, I have to ask them five times, what'd you say? What'd you say? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting, you know, maybe I was good at reading lips and just didn't know it. I don't know. Uh, but I can't understand nobody for nothing. And uh, it is good to see everybody again. Uh, I was thinking about it. It was 20, 20 years ago this week because when we left here, we went out for two weeks, about two weeks in uh, Kansas. And then we uh, continued our trip and we pulled into Colorado over Labor Day weekend. And uh, my goodness, I cannot believe it. It is amazing. Uh, it's been an amazing ride. And, uh, but I bring you greetings from uh, Alicia uh, and uh, the rest of the family that's over there. Some of them are gone, you know. They're uh, graduating and getting hitched and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, so, but I bring you greetings and love from all of them, and we love you all. And uh, praise the Lord. Of course, Miss Connie, uh, thank you for everything. I know Alicia loves you dearly. And uh, we appreciate y'all very much. Um, it, it's good to see knuckleheads here. I say that. That was more, mostly addressed to you there, Brother Underwood. But uh, uh, you and Brother Hall, uh, I'm pretty sure they're the only two missionaries I've ever stood up in my life. This year, we, we were scheduled to have them out at our, our mission conference. And uh, our, it was scheduled for the last week of March. And uh, so I had to stand them up. But Brother Bobby Stewart came out and preached it for us. But I don't know, maybe the Lord will let us uh, have you all come out yet again uh, sometime. It's good to see you and uh, miss, miss being able to have that time with you. Uh, but we appreciate you. And uh, Mark, <laughs> there he is. Uh, <laughs> All I know, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. All I know is that last week, Brother Gardner said that Brother Underwood had more of the Holy Ghost than Brother Mark did. <laughs> it was something like that. I don't remember the exact words. No, but it's good to see you, Brother Mark. Amen. Uh, my mind goes back to all of those times. Uh, 20 years, can you all remember? I, see, now that ought to make you feel a little bit old too now, you know. Uh, back 20 years ago, I was getting old and y'all were still young and bopping around. Now we're reminiscing together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can feel it too, can't you? <laughs> i tell you though, uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was over that... Um, New Year's, New Year's Fellowship, and old brother Kevin brought that message. I remember all of us sprawled out on the floor out here. That's right, 20 years ago. And uh, all of us, 
including, I'm not going to say who it was, but including the big preacher that you brought in that <laughs> night. That's right, we was all sprawled out in here, calling on God. Amen. Precious times. Amen. Good to see y'all. Love y'all. And it is good to be here. Appreciate, I tell you, I appreciate uh, 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 Brother Coalfield. He's uh, been a help more than he knows, and I appreciate his spirit and his heart uh, for God's people. And uh, doesn't matter where they're at, he cares about them. And I know these missionaries would agree. They would second that thing. They care about them. He cares about them. And I rejoice in that. Praise the Lord. Y'all love the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. I got news for you. We're going to a place where we'll never grow old. Amen. Amen. We're going to be, Lord willing, in Isaiah 6 tonight. Take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 6. We'll see what the Lord allows us to do here this evening. Going to just try and mind the Lord. Brother, uh, Brother Randy was talking about, you know, the preachers that come in and they bring their candy sticks and I keep thinking, where do they get those from? Because <laughs> I look in my toolbox, it's just old hammer and uh, some rusty old crescent wrench and a few nails, you know. I, I, man, my that toolbox hadn't thought about candy. I need to get one of them in there somewhere along the line. Because I think everybody, I think everybody else would appreciate me having at least one piece of candy in my toolbox. And if you fathers can testify, there was always some kind, one piece of candy in your toolbox too, wasn't there? It was all knotted up with hair and everything else. Uh, my goodness, and not, not one of your tools was in there. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I just had to say that. It had nothing to do with anything. Isaiah chapter six, let's stand please for the reading of God's word here this evening. We're gonna read this chapter in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, Send me. And he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy, 
and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate and the Lord have removed men far away and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in it shall be a tenth and it shall return and shall be eaten as a teal tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight. God, I don't know what people need tonight. I don't know the burdens on people's hearts. I don't know the situations that they are looking at in the near future. I don't know the struggles that they had today. I don't know the concerns uh, and the thoughts, uh, God, that are upon them this evening. But God, I believe, I know that you know each and every heart, you know each and every burden, you know each and every care. And I pray, God, that you would help us tonight. I pray, God, for a touch from heaven. I pray, Lord, that that Holy Ghost would blow through here, that you would meet with us, that you would have your way. God, that when we would leave this place, we would leave here having grown and, be, and having been strengthened in our faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. If you look again at verse number one, it says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I want to preach this evening for a few minutes on it's been a bad year. It's been a bad year. In the year. Matter of fact, there was nothing good that these people could say to commemorate this year other than that was the year that King Uzziah died. That was the year. It was not known by a number. It was not known by anything other than that of death. There was no joy. There was no encouragement that was associated with it. They just said that was the year. And I don't happen to know for sure, but I would think that there's people out here that as you look back over what's been happening, you'd say, frankly, it's just been a bad year. I got news for you, though. I sure am glad that God is not limited by the circumstances or by the struggles in which we go through. I'm glad <laughs> that I've got a God that's a friend that will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm glad I've got a God that cares about every little situation that I go through. I'm glad I've got a God that is interested in every part of my life. I'm glad I've got a God that knows what's going on. With all of that in mind, I want to look at some Bible principles here 
that I think would help us get a little different perspective on some things, if that's all right. Take your Bibles, look again here at this. I'm gonna look at this for just a moment. I just want you to see, first of all, write them down. I might need you to help me remember them here in a minute. I'm getting old. Not as old as some, but I am getting old. Number one, man's struggles do not control God's ability. That goes right along with everything that we've said thus far. It had been a bad year. It was the year that King Uzziah died. And let me just remind you, King Uzziah was one of the very few good kings that they had, or at least he was good for most of his life. And he was one of the longest reigning kings as well. He had actually reigned as a co-regent with his father for a number of years. But while it was under Uzziah, the kingdom had grown, it had prospered. They had actually fortified all of their cities. The Bible gives us an account how that uh, uh, under Uzziah and his leadership that they had built machines of war that would give them strength to fortify their towers and to fortify their defenses. He had gone through, he had uh, almost rebuilt everything from the ground up as far as militarily and for uh, the defenses, the walls and all of the things that they had, including all of their armories, uh, all of their defensive and offensive weapons. I mean, that was the kind of man that he was. He was an, an invigorating man to be around. He was, he, he, was, he was a busy man and he himself, himself also invested himself in the agricultural part um, of, of things within the kingdom. He was actually doing things with them and, and uh, um, planting and, and growing crops. And, and th th it was to the point where he, his fame, the Bible says, went abroad even unto Egypt. This man, uh, after Solomon, there is no one other than Jehoshaphat that had the kind of awe, that had the kind of respect, that had accomplished so much in that short time, or in his case, even a longer time of his kingship. But I'm gonna tell you, all good things sometimes it seems like come to an end. And there was a time, and I'm not gonna jump ahead of myself here, but he had disobeyed God, and in a moment, everything had turned around, and then at the end of that judgment, it, it did not all happen within a year, but then everything was constantly on its way down. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It was just steadily going down and down and down and down to the point and to the time where finally King Uzziah passed away. It left everybody in the kingdom. Man, I can't believe he's gone. I can't believe he's gone. So much hope. At least he loved the Lord. At least he respected God. But there was a time that he died. I got a question. Have you gone through some struggles? 
I tell you this, it was, I don't know, I, I want to think it, it was back in May at our church where we had a testimony time. And uh, we just do that from time to time. I think you probably do the same. Hey, it was almost, almost became a testimony. I have a tendency to come down. I'm trying not to infect y'all with whatever it is. Let me tell you, as bad as what y'all got, we've got wildfires like 20, 20 miles from us right now. It is now almost, it's almost the third largest wildfire in state history. Uh, the one, it's called the Pine Gulch Fire. We were out there the other night and we were taking pictures because you could see the flames coming up off the, from the top of the mountain. And I tell you, the whole thing was just filled with smoke. Hey, oh, it's nasty. I, I've, I've, all, I've, I've started wanting to preach against smoking again. It's, it's just everywhere. Can I tell you though, everybody's got some kind of a struggle that you're going through. And as they began to stand and testify, I cannot tell you, almost everyone, they didn't even realize it to start with, but almost every one of them, Brother Randy, they'd stand up and they'd stay, they began their testimony like this. It's been a bad year, but it's been a bad, none of them was even talking about COVID. They wasn't talking about no infection. They wasn't talking about, they were talking about spiritual struggles that were going on in their life. They were talking about issues that they had to deal with. They were talking about some other health problems, but many of them were talking about unseen and unknown to the rest of us, spiritual issues that they had to face every day of their life. Can I tell you this? God is not limited by your struggles. Stick with me here. We're going somewhere here tonight. Don't lose me. What struggles are you going through right now? Some of you could say, preacher, it's been a rough year. Some of you could say, preacher, it's been a rough three years. Some of you here tonight, you could say, preacher, I'm going to be honest with you, this last decade has been a little rough. Some of you could say, preacher, it goes back as far as I can remember. I'm just telling you, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It seemed that you'd think that it would let up. You'd think there'd be a time where I could gasp and take a breath, but it's oppressive and it's just there and there's no let up every time I turn. It's staring me in the face. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn to. I need help. I'm just telling you right now though, that your struggles do not lessen God's abilities. Second thing I want you to see here is, again, take your Bibles though, we're, we're, we're still in verse number one, but turn to 2 Chronicles 26. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Second Chronicles chapter 26, and look if you would please down at verse number 16. This right here is the story of Uzziah. You see it, he's mentioned in verse number 14, and Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields 
and spears and helmets and habergens and bows and slings to cast stones. He made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him four score priests of the Lord that were valiant men. Thank God for men that'll stand by the stuff. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out because the Lord had smitten him and Uzziah the king was a leper under the day of his death and dwelt in a several house being a leper for he was cut off from the house of the Lord and Jotham his son was over the king's house judging the people of the land. Can I say it like this? Number two, what was number one? Told you I'm going to need your help. What was number one tonight? Man's struggles do not control God's abilities. Write it down. That was number one. Man's what? Man's struggles do not control God's ability. Number two, I want you to see man's sins do not control God's abilities. Is everybody all right? Stick with me. Man's ability, or man's sins do not control God's ability. Matter of fact, this was a, an egregious sin. I, I don't recall of anyone that I've ever read in anywhere else where they took upon themselves to walk into the tabernacle, and in this case, to walk into the temple and to take those things on themselves. I don't see it anywhere in the scripture. That is a horrible sin. As a matter of fact, they withstood him. They warned him. By the way, uh, let me say it like this. Not only did that happen... Uh, do you think that anybody would have stopped them had it been Ahab and Jezebel? They'd have done what they wanted to. They wouldn't have cared. By the way, even this was a testimony of his leadership. He had taught them to fear the Lord. At least, hey, there's a lot of other places in the Bible where the priests weren't even around to do their job. Thank God that he... But now, let me tell you something. Sin, <laughs> sin is no respecter of persons. It can rise up in the heart of the most spiritual person. It can rise up in the heart of each person. It doesn't matter how smart you think you are, how good you think you are. Don't you dare think for a minute that you're above it because we are all susceptible because it is connected down deep with our pride. As wicked and as filthy as it ever has been. Can I tell you, though, aren't you glad, though, that, 
man's sins don't control the abilities of God? Oh, yeah. some of you ain't getting it yet. When man sinned in the garden, I'm glad God didn't say, oh, no, what am I going to do? I'm glad God didn't throw up his hands and says, well, there goes the whole kid and caboodle. I'm glad God didn't start plucking his eyebrows and say, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen now? He said, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. God already had a plan. It was not man's sin that kept down and stifled the abilities of God. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Are you listening tonight? Aren't you glad that your sin hadn't stopped God from being able to work in your life? Aren't you glad your sin hadn't stopped God from being able to work in this church? Aren't you glad that your sin, your sin, not everybody else's sin, your sin, aren't you glad that your sin hadn't stopped God from being able to work in your life? Stick with me, we're still going somewhere. Still going somewhere. Third thing I want you to see. Look at what it says here in verse number, we're, we're still in 2 Chronicles 26, right? Look if you would at verse number 21. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death. And dwelt in what? Come on now, say it out loud. A several house being a leper. For he was cut off from the house of the Lord. What was number one? Somebody help me. Man's struggles don't control. What was number two? Man's sin. Do not control God's abilities. Number three. Man's separations do not control God's ability. There's a lot of things we can say about all of this. Stick with me here. Let me say it like this. Is it okay to say he was in quarantine? I mean, am I making this up? He was in quarantine. He was separated out. There's, can I tell you, though, that quarantine didn't stop God from being able to work as God wanted to. Somebody say amen out there. Oh, I, I know. Let me tell you, this is as frustrating for me as it is for you. Get over it. Well, we shouldn't have. They keep talking about the new normal. Let me tell you, if this is it, this is going to be easy. It's going to get a whole lot worse than this, friend, before this thing's over with. I'm not necessarily looking forward to it. And I tell you, though, it's all part of God's plan. Let's just, let's just keep our eye. And I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. On the Lord. Not on the White House. Not on, surely not on the, uh, well, social media. Surely not on the mainstream media. By the way, Every one of them one day is going to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Keep your shirt on. Keep your shirt on. It's all all right. It's all okay. Don't get worked up. And I say that, I get worked up. 
but you should. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, that our separations don't limit God's abilities? Come on now. I heard the preacher today. I was looking at his posts on social media. But he was talking about, and he was bewailing the fact that there's people that he cannot visit, people that he cannot pray with in the hospital, people he cannot be a spiritual help. But can I tell you, that day may come for all of us, but if it does, it doesn't limit God's ability. Somebody say amen. Everybody's all right. And as bad as it is for us and as wicked maybe that it might be, I don't know. All I know is this. God's not affected by any of it. God can still work. God can still move. God can still help. Hey, quit talking about it's a, well, you know, one day we're going to talk about it. You remember way back in 2019 when we, yeah, that may not, I don't know. It may happen again, but it may not. But let me tell you something. It hadn't mattered to God yet. <laughs> God's not wringing his hand. God's not worried. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Oh, my goodness, look at these people on a Tuesday night. They've got to separate themselves by a pew. We got to have six feet. We got to have masks. We got to, oh, my goodness, we all got to bathe in sanitizer before we go home. Let me tell you, friend, I don't care what the deal is. I'm here to tell you you let them make whatever rules they want to it's not going to affect what God can do in this place even on a night like this everybody all right more we're going to go on here look at verse number five verse number five the Bible says well I'm sorry we're going back to Isaiah six now I switched on you Isaiah 6 and verse, y'all got to read my mind. What's your problem? I don't understand that. The older I get, everybody, I'm, you know, you've known me for 20 years, so I mean, you know, you ought to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's a joke. All right. Verse 5. Then said I, woe is me. For I'm undone. For I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Stick with me, stick with me. What was number one? Somebody help me. Man's struggles do not limit, do not hinder, do not control God's abilities. Number two, man's sins do not control God's abilities. Number three, man's separations do not control. Number four, man's shortcomings. Now, some of what I'm going to, all of it's applicable to all of us, but I'm going to talk to the preachers for just a minute. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Brother Kevin, but I have. Brother Underwood, I don't know if you've experienced it. If you did, I don't know if you'd see it anyway. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to get that. That ain't right. By the way, we support him. Yeah. All right, so. Brother Mark, I don't know if it's ever happened to you. Preacher, I know it's happened to you. I cannot tell you how many times 
I left out of that auditorium at night. Saying, man, I just messed up the whole thing. Feeling it was all on me. It's all on me. Man, if I'd have done this tonight, it would have been a good meeting. If I'd have said this in the message, it would have been a candy stick. If I'd have done, if I'd have, if I'd have, and we start playing that game. And let me tell you something, even, even old Isaiah, he said, woe is me, for I am under, he said, you know what? This thing's probably all my fault. Can I tell you something? I sure am glad that God is not limited by my shortcomings. Is everybody all right? I'm glad. Is there anybody out there that's you? Anybody out here, you got shortcomings too or is it just me? Is it just me? Huh? How about you? How about you? How about you? You got some shortcomings? Can I tell you something? It's not all on you. Because you're going to find out that we have all come short of the glory of God. <laughs> I fall short every time. And yet, yeah, that devil likes to come and boy, he'll get on that shoulder. Oh, and he don't just stay there. He'll come over to this one and then he'll split up and have two of them. And man, and they'll have a tea party and they'll do all kinds of stuff. Say all kinds of things in this ear and in that ear. And I think, man, uh, it's my fault this thing ain't working. It's my fault we ain't running a thousand. It's my fault we're not seeing more souls saved. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. Hey, friend, you better figure this thing out. And that is this. It's never been about you. It's always been about God. I need to back off. I'm spitting way too much. You ain't gonna get COVID. You're gonna get something from you. You're gonna get Colorado vid. You're gonna get Colorado vid tonight if you ain't careful. We'll start a wildfire out here. Amen. Never been about you. Let me tell you something that ought to. Can I tell you what that ought to make you do? Make you do this. Man. Thank God because I feel those things. How about you, Dad? Have you ever regretted something that you did? Come on now. How about you, Mom? You ever acted in a way it wasn't right? Come on. How about you, kids? Say, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have acted that way. Friend, let me tell you something. We're all going to fall short. But I'm just saying, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be something you shouldn't get right. Not my point tonight, don't misunderstand me. There's times we all need to make some things right. And we all need to make things right with the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, your shortcomings do not control God's ability to work in your life. Let me, let me say it like this. God never corrected Isaiah. He never did. Because I'm going to tell you why. Everything Isaiah said, he was right. He was undone. What was me for I'm undone? For I'm a man of unclean lips. You're right. You are a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. You're right. You do 
dwell in that land of people of unclean lips. And I just tell you this, so God ain't controlled by all of those things. God's not bothered by all of those things. God's not, <laughs> God's not wondering what's going to happen because all of those things are true. Now, we're still going somewhere. Stick with me. I just want you to see it was a real bad year. Is everybody okay? It was a real bad year. But here's the thing about that year. A lot of us miss the things that God did in spite of those things that year. Are you listening? What happened there? Matter of fact, I want to show you this. Look at verse number one. I want you to write them down, mark them, do whatever you got to. In the year that King Uzziah died, I what? Saw also the Lord high and lifted up. Oh, it was a bad year but God showed up. <laughs> Are you getting it? It was a bad year, but God still showed up. Oh, I've heard so many people say, oh, that 2020, 2020. Oh, you remember how, how, how excited we were, we were at the beginning of this year? Everybody, their theme was all about vision. 2020, everybody. Everybody, now they're like in denial. It's, uh, it's not, we don't want to look at it. We don't want to see it. We're blind to 2020. I want to, I want to think about it. I'm going to tell you something, though. God showed up in, in a real bad year. Stick with me. Stick with me. Oh, I hate getting up there. I'm getting too old. Look at it. I want you to see these things. I'm going to give them to you. I want you to mark them. Mark them. Write them down. Okay. Verse number one. Okay. So there, there we see God showed up. Look at the last part of verse number one. He was sitting upon the throne high and lifted up and his what? Train filled the temple. Not only did God show up. I want you to get it. God flowed out. His train filled the temple. It filled. Can I tell you something, friend? God can still do some feeling in 2020. Come on, is everybody all right? Y'all, some of these, you start turning into some of these right about now. You need to start changing some things, how you're looking at it. Oh, yeah, tell me how bad it's been. God showed up! And then God flowed out. Can I tell you, isn't that a precious thing when you start seeing that flowing work of God? I'll never forget... I'm not going to tell you who it was, but preacher was telling me, he said, when you get in a Holy Ghost meeting, when it's on, he said, you're going to feel it and it will move you like the tide. You'll, it'll swell and it'll come back. Matter of fact, isn't that the very first account that we have of God in Genesis 1? And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved. Upon what? The face of the water. John chapter 3, he tells us, you can't know the wind, but the Spirit is like the wind. It'll flow, it'll move, it'll swell, it'll dip, it'll crest, and it'll go down deep. Oh, those are precious things. Preacher, I don't know about you, but I love it when that flowing, when I start feeling this, and I get my old bus ministry legs back, you know what I'm talking about. 
if you ever, hey, I worked, I worked in bus ministry since I was in sixth grade. And they told me the first week, eventually you'll get your sea legs. I was falling over every time they made a turn. I, you know, here, you lead this song. I didn't know what I was doing. And I don't even know what I'm doing now, much less in sixth grade. Here, you do this and it'll be all fine. And I rah, said, oh, you'll get your sea legs eventually. Friend, if you ever work in the bus ministry, you know what I'm talking about. But boy, as a pastor, I can feel when that spirit begins. Matter of fact, if you're not careful, you might feel a little bit of it tonight. God has brought you to a truth that you did not know. But then he'll take you down into a depth of a place where you can apply it that you did not know. There'll be times where you can say amen. There's going to be times where it's going to be time to be quiet. There's going to be times when you feel the Spirit prompt you. And there's going to be times where the Spirit will say, be still. That's that flowing. Not only that, look at what else it says here. Verse, we're, we're, we're down at verse, verse number whatever. I can't even keep up. Okay, look at verse number four. Uh, verse three. One cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. I tell you, I had an old preacher in North Carolina. I'd met him one year uh, at, a, at a meeting out there out west. And God just, it was one of those things where God knit our hearts together. And I went up to him at that meeting and I said, listen, all my, all my pawpaws are dead. I said, you are now my pawpaw. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and you're stuck with me. Okay. And uh, we would talk or something, you know, every now and then. And uh, but uh, I, I'd, there are times I'd call him up on the phone and say, man, how'd it go yesterday? He said, oh, man. He said, yesterday God showed off a little bit. How many of you know what I'm talking about when God shows up? Friend, that's exactly what was going on here in verse number four. Man, the posts of the doors were moving at the voice of him that cried everything. I mean, there was a resounding power, power. When you start seeing the man. Oh, by, by the way, let, let me say it like this. You can know, we, we know that the Lord is here tonight. He's promised where two or three are gathered together in my name, there in my, and if you came in the name of the Lord, would you raise your hand tonight? Good. All we needed was two. So he's here. But isn't it special when God starts showing off and he starts magnifying himself. He starts saying, look at me and rejoice in me for who I am and my power and my glory. And God begins to do a work in the midst of people that nobody has ever dreamed could be done. Look at, I'm hurrying. Look at this. Or lickety split. Look at what it says here. Verse number five. Then said I, woe was me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Number whatever, God touched on. God showed up. 
God flowed out. God showed off. But now God touched on. Here's the thing I want you to get. He never, I, I already mentioned this, he never denied Isaiah's guilt. But what he did was he purged him. <laughs> and he separated and he sanctified him. Boy, through the, through the, uh, by the way, angels are nothing more than ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. They were doing God's work here. It was God that gave that commandment. You go and you grab. Uh, let me say it like this. Even the angel wasn't going to touch it. He grabbed it with tongs. Laid it upon his mouth. And I tell you, even as, as bad as you are, with as many shortcomings as you have, aren't you glad that he can make you able to serve God as God wants you to serve him? This is, to, oh yeah, it was just a bad year, wasn't it? We're not done. Look at what else happens here. Verse number eight. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Let me say it like this. God called out. Well, that may not mean a whole lot to you, but God called. Oh, yeah, it was just a bad year. Are you getting it? It was just a bad year. Can, can I tell you, can, can I testify for just a minute? That's what I've been doing ever since I've been up here. This year we had, we, we've already had our 19th, and we've had a camp meeting every year. Okay, we had our 19th annual camp meeting this year. It went deeper. I, I was on the verge of canceling that. I was on the verge. I felt God say, no, you need to have it. And so we had it. That was in June. And uh, it, nothing had been deeper than what we had that, that week. It was so powerful. It didn't get, it wasn't like swinging from the chandeliers. I'm talking about I, God was there. One night, I mean, there was a couple nights. One night we went until 1230. That's, this is Colorado. We, we're not talking Resaca. Okay? We didn't have a five-hour offering. It didn't happen. And, and I, I'm, I'm playing. But uh, that's the truth. I mean, God moved it. But it, and it, it was interesting because that night, I'll never forget it. There's a little nine-year-old boy. It was about 10 o'clock after most folk had gone home. And he came up to me at 10 o'clock. We had already been shouting. He said, Pastor, I just wanted you to know God just called me to be an evangelist. <laughs> Are you getting it? Yeah. Oh, it's been a bad year. They got, somebody got it. It's too bad they're the only ones that got any sense in here. Why ain't some of you shouting? Why ain't some of you rejoicing? 
Why aren't some of you glorying in the fact that God's still calling men to preach? Hey, you remember when God called you? Do you remember? That's something you'll never forget. Do you remember Underwood? You remember Coffee? You remember Preacher? Back in the old days, you remember when God called you to preach and God's still calling people to preach in 2020? Oh, it's just a bad year. Friend, it ain't, it's turning out not to be so bad. Come on now. I happen to think that God, God could call some of these youngins here. I happen to think God can call some of these oldins in here to do something. Quit laying everything on the young ones. Who's gonna lead them? Who's leading them? Well, Brother Jason. It's all up to you, man. And I hope you don't have Isaiah syndrome. Just forget it. It's up to Miss Rebecca. There we go. <laughs> Those are way too far. I just need one right here. Just a little step stool would help me. God called out. Look at verse number nine. Not only did God call somebody, I want you to see here, and he said, go and tell this people. God sent forth. God sent forth. He didn't just call out. He also gave a command. Not only did he say, I want you to do something. He said, now go and you do exactly what I've told you to do. I'm trying to hurry. Look at verse number 10. Make the heart of this people fat. Make their ears heavy. Shut their eyes. Let's say, see where their eyes. Look at verse number 11. Then said I, Lord, how long? He answered until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate. Can I tell you this? Write this one down too. God suffered long. Oh, how bad of a year has it been? I tell you this, friend, quit looking at everybody else. Quit thinking that they're coming after you. You better believe they're gonna come after you and it's gonna become a bloodbath before this thing's all over with. But I tell you this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You need to know that we can stand and having done all to stand. Why are you giving up? Why are you turning tail and running? Why are you saying I quit? I don't want, I'm gonna tell you what the problem is. We have lost our idea about what God is about. What God is about, God was suffering long. Well, why doesn't God come back? Friend, he's going to and quit acting. Oh, I'm excited about it, don't get me wrong. But quit acting like that's the end all. You need to know that when he does come back, it's over. Oh, for us, that's glorious. But there's a whole lot of people. It's gonna seal them to a godless hell. And you ought to thank God if you're here tonight and there's somebody in your home and in your, or in your family that does not know Christ as this. Hey, you ought to be thankful for God's ever-loving mercy and his long-suffering nature. Got a question. Don't even raise your hand. How many of you responded on the first time you ever heard the gospel? I guarantee it's less than 10%. You respond to it the first time. You ought to be thankful for God's mercy, God's patience. 
The fact that God kept giving you chance after chance after chance. There's some of you, you're saved. Yeah, you're saved. That's about all you got. You ain't living right. You ain't doing right. You ain't thinking right. You ain't serving right. You ain't doing anything right. And yet God is still being merciful because here's another chance. God's saying, would you come? Would you come? And I tell you, 2020 is getting to be a pretty good year. Come on now. I want you to see the last verse. Did, did not, did, what did I read? Did I read 12? Oh. I'm getting tired. <laughs> what it says. Verse 13. But yet in it shall be a tent. And it shall return. You, ain't got, you can read the verse yourself. Let me just say it like this. God saved out. Come on now. God saved out. Matter of fact, he saved them pretty good. Matter of fact, God said, it's only going to be a tenth. Let me tell you, I'd take a tenth. Of the people that I visit, the people I taught, I'd take a tenth. I mean, wouldn't you take a tenth? If you had a tenth of Dalton, Georgia, wouldn't that be a blessing? And I tell you, God can still do that and God can do so much more. When's the last time you saw someone come to the Lord in salvation? Did it excite you or was it old hat? I know you've had people saved this year. 2020 is not that bad, is it? Come on now. It's not that bad. You see... We get looking at all the problems. That means I have to go back up. We look at all the problems of 2020. Friend, you're not supposed to be looking at all the problems. If you see all the things that God's doing in a bad year, does anybody remember what they are? I gave them to you. What was, number, what was the first thing he did? He showed up. What was the second thing? He flowed out. In a bad year. He showed off. Anybody remember any others? Anybody have them? You read. You read all. God suffered long. God called out. God sent forth. God saved out. Let me tell you something. God is still working. You say, oh, it's just a bad year. Hey, friend, it's starting to look like it's been a pretty good year around here to some people. What God done for you this year? Oh, but yeah. No, quit talking like it. Look at what God's done. He just told me a little bit ago since I saw you last that God gave you a friend. Is that right? And he's ticking with you. You don't know what's better than that? God's given you more days that you can lay up treasure in heaven. I'd say it's been a good year. Harris? Been a rough couple of years. Had probably most a lot of people don't even know what's going on. Been a rough couple of years. Until you see some grandbabies get up there. <laughs> and they start singing how that God has made them to serve the Lord. That makes 2020 not so bad. Are you, are you getting it yet? Hey, sir. 
God done for you this year? Oh, it's just been a bad year. It hadn't been a bad year. Friend, God showed up and God's speaking to you. God's still working. Quit acting like God ain't working. God wants to work in your life if you'd let him. Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Won't you obey the Lord here this evening? Let me say this, though, while you're thinking. God didn't do that for everyone in the kingdom. God didn't do it for everyone in the city. God didn't do it for everyone in the temple. God didn't do it for everyone in the palace. But God can do it for anyone. <laughs> God can do it for anyone. Don't you say, God, would you do that in me? Quit saying, oh, but I'm the problem. Of course you are. That hadn't stopped God. Oh, but we're separated out. Of course you are. But that hadn't stopped God. Oh, but, oh, my goodness, I, I've got struggles. Of course you do. That hadn't stopped God. Amen. Oh, but there's sin. Of course there is. But it hadn't stopped God. Amen. It's not that bad of a year. Let God have his way. Let's all stand. Lord, please have your way here this evening. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Help us to rejoice in you. In Jesus' name, as they play, the altar is open right now. Would you come? Step out right now. There might be someone here. You're not even sure you're saved. You don't even know what in the world's going on. Let me tell you something. Without Jesus Christ, you have no hope. And I'm asking you right now, would you step out and would you come down here? And would you accept Jesus Christ to be your Savior? What about you? What about you? Oh, it's been a bad year. Why don't you look at the things that God's doing? God's still at work in Dalton, Georgia. Amen. We thank God for it.